Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. How is everyone doing today? Good evening, if that applies to you as well. And tomorrow. Wait. Mm. How's it go? Good morning, good evening, and good night. Or something like that. Good luck. Oh, that's the one. Yes. Anyways, what's up, everybody? Oh, just that much, man. <laughs> just that much. We're still just trying to shake off the cobwebs a little bit. It's been a long couple of weeks. <laughs> it has. It's, um, it's just stuff. <laughs> Life. You things. Know. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I got I got something to kind of get the, the motor going, if get you will. Get the juices flowing. Yes. Uh, as I always do, I I am I have all these targeted uh, articles uh, because you know I'm always looking up Star Wars because stuff. cookies because cookies exactly and more often than not I usually bring up uh, a Screen Rant article uh, but today is not the case because I have something even better it's a CBR article oh uh, comics books resources if you will no I mean no better standard in uh, <laughs> nerd reporting other than we got this covered that's probably. right <laughs> they're, they're the they're the most notable uh, but anyways. Uh, CBR came out with this great article, and I want to go through it with you guys. Ten ways the Sith are actually better than the Jedi. All right. While the Jedi get all the public publicity as the good guys, the Sith has some definite advantages over them in a lot of ways. A lot. So let's just go down the list, shall we? We shall. Run me down. Number ten. They aren't tied down and have fewer restrictions. And immediately I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Because <laughs> it's always that thing of like, and I always thought about this as like, you know, what would you rather be? Would you rather be a wizard in Harry Potter? Or would you rather be like a Jedi in Star Wars? It's like a wizard. Yeah. And we're like, why? It's way like, less rules. There's way less rules. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you can just make, you, you could make crap out of thin air. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know? yeah. Not quite as big on like being part of like a religious caste. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that that's point. not allowed to like have normal involvement in no the day-to-day world yeah yeah no attachments or what have you yeah whereas like if you're a wizard you're like yeah i'm gonna like cheat and clean the house with my <laughs> wand instead of uh yeah if, if i poop on the floor i'm just gonna magic it away <laughs> until we discover indoor plumbing <laughs> also at that point the like the nasty rat tail braid is a choice yes not, not a demand <laughs> <laughs> they got they got they started listening to um uh, billy ray cyrus at a young age and just kind of stuck sick <laughs> Uh, but even at that, like be not, not having things tied down or whatever, it's like that. That always spoke to me with the Sith. Is like, yeah, it's like if the Jedi were just a little looser and they were just like, oh yeah, like they have like a CD collection they really covet. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that would send you down the dark path. Or something like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, it's still like the to go make another religious parallel. It's like the difference <laughs> between being like a, a Presbyterian priest where you can like marry and. So, yes. you know, do all this and that versus being a Catholic priest. Gotta, uh, we got to do abstinence a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's a, a little a, bit. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of it. Yeah. Most of your life, if you will. I, I think the I think the phrase a little bit uh, <laughs> goes to uh, goes to reference some of the problems there. Well, yeah, that's oh, well, no, well, that's a different topic. Number nine. Moving on. Uh, they have a cooler aesthetic than the Jedi. I mean, obviously, I think, <laughs> well, that, again, less ratty, rat tail rat braids. Tails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my hot take on this, though, is I am not a red guy. Well, I agree with that. At that point, you should be allowed to have a purple lightsaber if you're like if you're a dark Jedi or a black one or a dark saber at yes. that point. Yeah, I can feel that. But there's only one in existence. That's the problem. And we don't know if I uh, bar it was uh, it's not it was a pre Vizsla. Uh, Tar Vizsla, whether well, the original Jedi, <laughs> yes. Mando, Darth Vizsla, Darth Vizsla. We don't know if he was Darth. That's all. No, That's all I'm no. saying. But all the same, 
even, even at that, yeah, they have cooler outfits. Like, uh, you know, it's you're not just the brown ratty robes or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you compare, like, Dooku versus, mm. you know, anybody. And it's yeah. like he's just... His exquisite he's, pajamas. He's wearing exquisite yeah. pajamas wherever <laughs> he goes. Exactly. He's very, very royal in yes. that sense. Um, well, I like this number eight. The Sith are equal opportunity employers. Got a pretty big bone to pick with this one, though. But I was going to say... Aren't the Jedi as well? <laughs> yeah. And like the I, I think the way that they're going about it, it's like, well, no, if you look at like the way they treated Anakin when they first brought him in, they brought him in when he was eleven years old. Yes. The the Jedi steal children while they're still young <laughs> well, yes. and still feeding off the teat because you know it's the way to do it. You gotta steal babies so they grow no attachment. It's the cool thing to do. Wait, uh, are we talking about uh yeah, never mind. I'm not. I'm not going there. Nope. Oh no. All I'm getting at is like, and this is. It always goes into like. I I bring this up to Eva. You know, I say like, well, the Jedi, the way they recruit their, you know, new members is when Theft. they find. Yeah, essentially, yeah. they Kid, find out kidnapping, that Stockholm someone syndrome. Someone has a, a force sensitive child, and like, oh, we'll we'll take that. Yeah. I was like, excuse me, Jedi here. This is mine. We'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> and my like. The justification for this... You have a this coupon to Baskin-Robbins. That's right. <laughs> is they have a picture, though, of General Grievous, who is but not, they, in fact, a Sith. So. Yeah, it's, it, it, I don't get their whole idea behind him being equal opportunities. Like, it's just... It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does, and it doesn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, number seven. The Sith learn from their mistakes. And I guess that kind of makes sense. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, let's 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 break this down. So what I'm getting at is, I think they do because they're continuously killing their master, and their master is teaching the apprentice everything well. they need to know, right? But they're still learning a little bit more information as they go. I guess there's some truth to that. So, except to that, that end. but I would just argue that like the the whole saga is just Palpatine coming up with increasingly bat poop. <laughs> Like plans, cockamamie schemes. That's very fair. And then they don't work. Yeah, <laughs> so, essentially. He kind and of by the end, up. yeah, he fails again. Well, it's also great because it doesn't matter if it works or fails or whatever. It shows a willingness to try new things. Yes, exactly. He learns from his mistakes, <laughs> goddammit. But I think, but I think one of the, but like I also, and I guess I would just also argue that the Jedi do learn from their mistakes. I mean, there's one of I think Yoda's best lines from. The Last Jedi is... Oh, yeah. Failure, a great teacher is. Yes. I believe. Something along those Around lines. Around the survivors of Peruva to create. <laughs> That's right. That's what it says. <laughs> Who could forget that classic, classic line? Um, I, not, I mean, again, I know I, I bring it up far too often, but <laughs> uh, in Star Wars Minute, Ooh. my, you know... You haven't I, brought him up for a while. I haven't. I've been trying, to, trying to, to leave it leave it be. Check it out. Uh, it's, yeah. But so this this past week, and and this is always one of my favorite guests for multiple reasons. They had Tony Thaxton, the drummer of Motion City Soundtrack. Aha, uh, Mr. Uh, Cloud City Soundtrack himself. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, he was the guest, and that's like where they are, like <laughs> the like Yoda meeting with Luke on Octu, cool. and uh, just. Everybody, like they were just talking about how, like how moving that scene is. It is, and it is like it's probably. I think it's one of the very most emotional scenes in any Star Wars film. You think about what the emotions that Luke's going through when he's bringing the fire to it. He's like, "This is the finality of it." Yeah. Then you realize that he and has. He's like, then he's gonna. He, you he's know, he's gonna. Chi- yeah, he's gonna chicken out, and then Yoda's just like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> 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 like that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. My uh, stick. 
Nice steak. It's <laughs> better than bacon. <laughs> uh, you know what better? What's better than bacon is number six. The tenacity of the dark side is far more intriguing, and I guess that goes without saying. The 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 dark side wants right. That's kind of like that's this that's an oversimplification of the Sith in general. But it's like that's the difference between them and the Jedi. The Jedi accept they 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 learn and they nurture, but they don't they don't want to like take it for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas their their whole thing is like, yes, we need this and we're taking it for ourselves because we are Sith lords, and by right we should take it. A Sith lord is not given; a Sith lord takes what he wants, and that's that's I I do find that more intriguing. He's just he's just a bully. More you know? yes, more intriguing. I. I don't, you know, it's not in my ethos to mm-hmm. be that way. No, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> all depends on how, yeah, you know, if you're just basically a, a butthead to somebody. I guess. Yes. Um, number five, their force powers are superior. Not according to Qui Gon Jinn. That's fair. Or Obi Wan. Yeah, if you strike them down, they become more powerful than you possibly believe. But even at that, I guess it's true. And like, if we're gonna go towards like the rise of Skywalker being all the Sith versus all the Jedi, like, I guess ultimately, <laughs> yeah. It's true. They were way more powerful. But somehow. I don't know why. Somehow they were way more powerful. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, they're also just saying that because it's like, oh, well, the Sith have Force Lightning and the Jedi don't. It's like, right, because the Jedi don't want to burn, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just raw hate and all that crap. But I digress. I don't know. The Sith Lightning is what it is. And then there's a point where Palpatine apparently has fire, like in Rebels. Do you remember that? He like he was also a pyromancer at one point. Yeah, I remember something about that. I don't know if it was legitimately like actual fire because he was also doing it through like the dreamscape. Right, exactly. Like he that, wasn't physically there. It's blah, a whole blah, thing. Blah, blah. I know Duncan's looking at us like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, yeah. we're okay. Uh, Palpatine is- <laughs> being from the Fire Nation, whatever. <laughs> somehow, yeah. somehow, him and Yang, or whatever, like Aang. Not Aang. No. But you're thinking it would be Zuko. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. yeah. I can't think of it. He, he is the, the fire prince. <laughs> Fair enough. Sick. I've only ever Sup, seen Dave. The, uh, the, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan, the proper one. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, number four. <laughs> number four. The Sith see potential and allow it to flourish. Which, eh, I mean, what, what did the Jedi do? And once again, it's like it's a picture of Vader. And yeah. it's like, well, I mean, ultimately, the Jedi saw the potential in Anakin and were like, you know what? We're going to break all of our rules. Essentially. We're going to watch your career with great interest, yeah. they should say. <laughs> Just to bring you into the fold. It's and, ridiculous. Yeah, so. I mean, that, yeah, I guess they see potential in like, you know, when you, you're looking at the prequels, they see potential in Maul. They see potential in Dooku and then Grievous and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Yeah, and I guess it also and there's uh, ten thousand Jedi, so I guess they saw a lot of potential in a lot of people. <laughs> we kind of get, we got to bring up those are rookie numbers. We got to yeah, bring them up at, at <laughs> some point, get those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, it's at some point it's like okay, maybe you are just giving out some participation trophies. Yeah, that, 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 you might point. be spreading the the uh, <laughs> spreading your gene pool a little too thin. Oh well, all right. How about this? Number three, they're more focused than the Jedi. That is utter bollocks. Really. Well, I mean, it's a picture of Darth Maul, and what happens to Darth Maul? He gets, yeah, overconfident. Literally, he gets overconfident and is killed. That's for fair. It. That's fair. It's completely fair. I will say that by they, a rat in the desert, they are they are laser focused for for what they want. They know what they want, and they will do whatever they have to to get it. That being said, the Jedi are much more wise, like much wiser in their the way they approach it. Yes. I'd have to say that if I had to make an argument for it, that's what it's I would ca- do. yeah. And I mean, not to. 
Like, I don't want to necessarily detour into like the Plagueis sphere or oh, whatever. Oh, by term- all means, I love to hard. <laughs> in the terms Plagueis of sphere. that's the- a weird part of the atmosphere. <laughs> it's in uh, Space Jam too. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> but just the like, I mean, obviously in that series we see both like Plagueis and Palpatine kind of working this, playing this very very long game. It's very true. Um, you know, but I I would argue that what we ever see in the films mm. is. Yes, like the the Sith are only like they are on the hunt constantly. Essentially, I'll say they're focused to a flaw. Yes, and even going back to what you're saying about Plagueis and uh, Palpatine, Plagueis initially was focused on the plan, the the Sith, the Sith overall taking over the Jedi, blah blah blah. But through his actions and through the Plagueis book, when you read it, like you realize that over time his focus has shifted more from you know, defeating the Jedi to immortality, which is uh, a common thing to happen to Sith. You're always trying to look at the way to survive. So to that end, uh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> Number two, everybody, they aren't hypocrites, as the Jedi can be sometimes. Now, and now this, I will actually, I'll back up. Like, I mean, I, uh, you know, it yeah. is kind of a storytelling trope that bad guys tend to tell the truth. It's true, and it's look at uh, look at Dooku gave mm-hmm. the whole plot away to Obi Wan. It was like, I'm sorry, I had my AirPods in, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if I told you the whole Republic was r- ran by a Sith? Yeah, you know, and he just wasn't paying attention. It's like I don't know. It's just <sighs> it's so, it's so obvious, I guess. And I mean that that goes into. Jedi, or, uh, like Yoda and like Mace, just kind of being like, they they are admitting themselves like I think it's time to let them know that we cannot see the future anymore and blah 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 or whatever. It's like we're not as not as great as you think. I yeah. guess you could say. I don't know. And then number one, uh, they win in the end, which I guess yeah they do. If you really think about it, they win in the prequels in a way. I don't know. I mean, they win in the prequels, but what about the other two trilogies? <laughs> Technically, I guess. Because of the sequel trilogy, they win in the original trilogy. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, and somehow. Somehow. And just remember, I was the only one with the gall to rank Rise of Skywalker as the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. Hey, I still tried to give it a shot. The nerve. Trust me. Like, you know, I remember seeing, like, getting right out of the theater. I was still like, I was riding high on it, you know, but it. You know, in retrospect, yeah, it's not it's not going to be the best one. It's not going to be the one that I put on right away. Of the sequel trilogy, it's definitely last. You know what I mean? But yes. I digress. Anyways, with all that being said, Uta Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Garita Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And as always, we're joined by producer Brian. Brian, how are we doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, do you agree with all that? Are the Sith not as absolute as you thought? Or what have you? They are inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, It doesn't work anymore. (laughs) No, no, no. So, yeah. Uh, So, uh, we're here today. Uh, We don't really have much uh, in the way of a topic today. We're going to kind of do a bit of a a news roundup. Yeah. A little bit of a a grab bag, you might say. Inevitably. A A potpourri. Yeah. Inevitably, a couple episodes ago, we kind of joked or poked, kind of poked fun fun. at the... uh, the idea that as soon as we were done recording, there was going to be some new bombshell, and like, lo and behold, immediately the next day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, like, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it actually was, or at least like 
mm. right around then, whenever if not that the next episode day, came out that like, weekend. Yeah, like I think we had already tracked the episode, and yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what we're talking about here, and I guess I mean, there's a little bit of like some hemming and hawing about the particular details of this, but we are of course talking about. Uh, Dave Filoni being officially named the creative director mm-hmm. for Lucasfilm, particularly for Star Wars. Now, does this mean that we finally got that crazy lady Kathleen Kennedy out of there, or what? Uh, no. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I wasn't, I was never on that board to begin with. Yeah, I know that was like the big thing was like we got to get rid of Kathleen because she's ruining everything, and then it's like this came out, and I remember a lot of people being like, "Finally!" And it's like I don't think that was what yeah. happened. You know. I mean, she's the one that gave Filoni this job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, come on, guys. So it, you really think it's all Kathleen Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, really? it, it, it's not. I not in the slightest. She's doing. I promise you, it's not. <laughs> she's doing what she's got to. I mean, like, look. I mean, if it's not the movies, look at the shows. Like, she's still kicking butt. Yeah, you know, no, what I'm she's saying? She's, yeah. she's keeping it together. But I, I really like this announcement. I, 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 and I think that this is a very important step moving forward. I think they've already kind of they. They've made this is just them making it official. Well, yeah. So apparently, uh, Filoni was actually promoted in the summer of 2020 to right. the role of, and I'm sorry, I missed one word. It is executive creative director, <laughs> which I mean, in fairness, probably just means that he does have like a seat on the board at Lucasfilm. Yes, exactly. In addition to one of the, having the oversight one of, of the final story. says, if you yeah, will. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it's definitely it's it's a good thing. I, you know, I mean, I think the probably most apt comparison is, you know, everybody's been saying like Star Wars needs its Kevin Feige. Yes. And yeah, so and this is where that's going to go, because if he's if he's in that stage, that's one person to know the constant and they keep keep mm-hmm. everything in a straight line. Yes. And I think that's been the, the, the one thing that's gotten a lot of people like. Really angry, at least with the new media and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, going although towards... Well, no, I, I was just going to say, although it's funny, because, and I know we're going to kind of maybe just talk in general terms about, like, Bad Batch down the there. road. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, because there are things that people are pointing out, like, well, this, like, contradicts that thing, and blah, blah. Like, yes. I don't know. I mean, there's always been grades to, like, the canonicity of sources in Star Wars. So, yeah. like, if you're going to say, well, they rewrote Kanan's His whole backstory story, like, everything. No, I mean, if it's on film, that's what's real. Exactly. If it's in a book or a comic book, it's subject it's, to change. <laughs> exactly. And I that, that's, that's something I always try to keep level and this is also going back towards legends and like the original eu and everything like that like that was they had the whole breadth of the galaxy to work with like you could you could literally make up five new planets for your next novel and no one would bat an eye it's just that's just the way it was but you know at, at some point someone started putting up the timeline and you started seeing all these events coming together now you being an original you know legends like reader i remember seeing the timeline in some of these books and it takes, it's like pages. Yeah. Like that's how long this timeline is. And we're talking over almost 200 novels. Yeah. So that, you know, that's, that's what I'm getting at is someone who's been that involved with it. If they've read, you know, all those books and then just having it completely flip on its head and being like everything you thought you would have known as, you know, quote unquote historical fact is no longer mm-hmm. there, you know, and it's now we're making our own new history, our new canonical history. And it is, Yeah. Because I mean I'm right there with you. I I I think that's what Marvel has going for them is that like, 
whether it be the movies or the TV shows or anything like that, they were trying to keep a constant going. Yeah, and they were trying to keep it cohesive. Exactly. It doesn't matter if the movie was groundbreaking or if it was just you know a slightly above average. It still it was still a stepping point. In something. Still, yeah, yeah. Yes. building towards something. Exactly. We and wouldn't have the Avengers without Captain America or <laughs> fuck either with the Thor and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say Thor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but so anyway, I mean, I I'm, guess I'm just hopeful that that's kind of that space that Filoni's really going to be able to occupy. I mm. mean, you know, I, I have to imagine he's still going to want to be, you know, involved in the actual creative process for different things, for I Mando, so. for, you know, the animated side, for – and like, I guess my question becomes then – so now knowing that he's been in this role for a while and that time precedes like the Disney Rise investors day. Well, mm. Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. I mean, so it is after rise of Skywalker. So I think say. they've, they've learned a lesson going back to that point. Uh, from sorry. The the whole, Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. They're holding the hats in their hand, please. Sir. So yeah. what you're saying is they're Sith. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're much <laughs> more focused. <laughs> yes. Much around. more focused. They learn their lesson. <laughs> they're not as much hypocrites as Jedi. Could be. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's Catholic Kennedy's coming. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've stopped abducting children. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. Now we just get up to the theater. And we're yeah. talking. <laughs> but, but I guess <laughs> what I'm just getting at is now we have all of these new, uh, you know, Star Wars projects that are in the pipeline that are mm. coming down the road eventually. And so now I think there's just this, like, I feel almost so much better about all of those. Yeah. Knowing that, like, there is kind of like this actual creative producer yeah. on top of that yeah. instead of they just. They all have to funnel through. Yeah. One person. And yes. I mean, let's be clear, like, looking at going back to the, the Marvel, you know, uh, relation of it all or whatever. And recently we've had Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision. We're about to have Loki start here pretty soon. If you're listening to this, it's probably already yeah, started. Yeah, I think actually it's coming uh, out as we're talking about this. But all I'm getting at is that Sick. like – go watch it. They're, I mean, they're movie quality shows and, you know, these are already established characters and we already know that these characters eventually will end up in, you know, the larger MCU, the actual movies themselves. Like, I know that Monica Rambeau is going to be in the Marvels the Marvels, stuff like yeah. that. And Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange. And so going forward, you know, that was Along the idea. Along Mephisto, but, right? Yeah, exactly. It's confirmed. <laughs> but like, you know, it, the Mando. It's like Fisto. The We had the introduction of Ahsoka, which was definitely like, okay, well, she's going to get her own show. And then that show is going to run its course. And eventually they're going to end up back with Mando. And it's going to be the end game effect of it all. Now that they have that figurehead to kind of keep that li- everything in line, I agree. I think it's going to be it's going to be very exciting to see what comes uh, comes down the pipeline. Exactly. And yeah. and again, couldn't have like happened to a better guy. Oh yeah, you know, I think another Yinzer, all, all for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we we make a lot of uh, to do about <laughs> Dave Filoni and his Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh roots, but the pride know. of Mount Lebanon, exactly. <laughs> but genuinely, just there, he's not done anything that has ever given me pause. Like, mm. Mm. yeah, now, <laughs> you know, he, I don't know if good. he's the right guy for this job. Yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about the Republic Commandos as we're talking about TV shows or whatever? Yeah, sure. So that has been placed on. It's not in active development anymore. Right. Um, essentially, just saying that that was going to be the show that Cara Dune's character was going to kind of spearhead. Mm-hmm. I think alongside like a Wolf Trapper and uh, <laughs> the other Captain guy. But I, I digress. Um, I think that 
I don't I don't see it as being a huge issue. I don't think that the only real factor we knew of the show was just who was going to be in it. Right. And even at that, I don't feel like it's a major loss. No. Um, I think that they could really, at this point, it's so early on, they could write around it and still set themselves up to have that little cinematic like crossover. Can we just replace Hopefully. Cara Dune's character with Grief Karga? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> just Mando! <laughs> I've got another tracking shit for you. Whatever. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. My man! No, even at that, like, I, I mean, I think we've we've kind of like spitballed like what the the end game will be for you know these tv shows and everything how it's all going to meet i would like to think that the like let's say like mando is going to have one more season it's going to be season three is going to be the finale okay we're gonna by that time we'll say we'll have ahsoka done we'll have um uh, the the book of boba fett done and it's all going to kind of kind of come into correlation i feel like the the whole of season three of mando is going to be the reclamation of Mandalore itself. I feel like it's going to be all about like going back to the planet and just taking it over. And it's going to be like this huge infighting between him and Bo-Katan, you know, but it's going to be like, we're going to need some help to take this planet back. So we're going to go get Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka's like, surprise, I, I turned out to be like besties with Thrawn and I brought the whole Shist Ascendancy with me or something <laughs> like that. Like that I'm excited to see. But this is all just head cannon at this point. So I don't know. Yeah. I might be surprised if that's actually how it happens, but... Uh... Can you believe if, like, seriously, not, I'm not, I mean, I'm joking about the whole chist thing, but, like, imagine that's, like, that's what it's going to be. Like, the end of the, Bo- the book of Boba Fett and the end of the Ahsoka, it's all going to end with Din Djarin coming out of the corner with an eye patch, just saying, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the Mandalore <laughs> About initiative. the Mandalore initiative. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, I, Ahsoka and book of Boba Fett are intended to be, like, direct spinoffs, and mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, Repu- or, uh, yeah, Republic Commandos. That's not what it's actually called. <laughs> Rangers of the New Republic. Rangers, Rangers of, the, of the New all Republic. All right, well, sorry. All right. You know, I keep getting it confused with the, the game, so that's my bad. Yeah, Republic Commandos is the game. All right. We'll do a review of that eventually. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, like, those were intended to be, like, the direct spinoffs. But, yes. yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, like, I don't know. I never felt like Rangers was, to me, that always impressed as, like, the weakest concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be fun, but it's like yeah, matter space of cops. No thanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We already covered that as troops. Yes. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, it's been done before, <laughs> and it's canonical. More, so yeah, I should say more more charismatically probably than than uh, Rangers would have been. Uh, uh, yeah, but so it'll be interesting to see you know if they. I mean, I think obviously Book of Boba Fett's definitely going to tie directly mm-hmm. to Mando, ongoing story of Mando. But I wonder if Ahsoka is going to kind of. Like, yes, they needed her to come in to this, like, into live action, but it's going to kind of spin off into its own thing. Yeah. You know, given that she's interested in Thrawn and presumably there's, like, the Ezra hanging thread. Yes. Well, this is going back. I I mentioned in the last episode that I had finished um, the the most recent Thrawn book. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, they're leaning more and more towards, like, things we already know that have been established with, like, the original Thrawn trilogy. Not the original, but the the new original Thrawn trilogy, like, his backstory with the Empire and everything. Um, That being said, uh, there's a couple, like, nods towards, like, Deadly Alliance, which I thought was very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can kind of see where they're setting up how this hierarchy works and, like, there's there's temptations of, like... uh, what the heck? Um, um, the, the 
civil war happening within the ascendancy and stuff like that so i'll be interested to see where it goes from there also just fyi i we got some, there's some java flow going on java <laughs> flow going on in the background so if you hear us grooving yeah yeah just groove along with us so that's some that's some nice some slap stuff going on hell yeah i like it but anyways, uh, so to that end, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up. I know that they, they it's it's not an active development. I don't know if it means it's actually canceled, but I know that it's just kind of been put on the back burner for now. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I, I think it will just be interesting to see what they decide to do with that character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they decide that, well, we can't really like we can't do Mando without like a Cara Dune character. Yeah. So now, yeah, so now we're just going to replace that character. Or do you just say, somehow, she she died. She she died on her way to her home planet of Alderaan, which, by the way, it already died. She only just learned that Alderaan was destroyed. Yes. She she heard the news. (laughs) And she decided to join her family in Valhalla. (laughs) Just right on. Spray paint silver in her mouth. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what the heck? Um, moving on from that, uh, do we want to talk a little bit about Bad Batch? Yeah. Has it been going so far? So, again, uh, in recording, um, well, even in where we are right now, uh, watching Bad Batch, right now recording, we're at five episodes, I think, we're in so far. I believe that's correct. So... We're only going to talk about the first five at this point. Uh, we won't bring too much into it, uh, just because we want to spoil too much. But I want to say that so far, I'm I'm liking where this season's going. I mean, it's it's more Clone Wars esque, you know, shenanigans. I'm all for that. I will say that there is a definite um, like theme to these episodes. It almost seems like it repeats itself every so often. And I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. Like it's this, it's a situation of the Bad Batch goes somewhere. They get into a situation, and then Omega has to rescue them. And that's that's really how it goes. That's yes. the short and sweet of it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, mind you, because they're still building the characters up. Yeah, and but, I think that's as much as anything. It's, you know, she, we know the least about her, obviously, and, and there's just mm. more room, potentially, to develop her. You know, the other, like, the actual Bad Batch guys are just, like, yes, they have their little mutations, but... But they're still just that. troops, yeah. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, they're just grunts. Yeah. But even to that end, um, is there any, like, for you guys, is there any moments so far that have stood out that, like, you, you know, just kind of wanted to talk about? Like, I liked, I liked the fact that um, they, they have some, like, I like the fact that they're just kind of fish out of water. Yes. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of instances where they, like, they have to be like oh well you know we have to provide for ourselves now like we have to actually get food and money for ourselves we've never had to worry about that before yes you know so that's always a fun little thing yeah absolutely it's just the the idea of like basic survival yes. for like this highly trained military you know special forces unit basically Don't, uh they were <laughs> bribing the guy to like stay on his space border if you remember and he's just like um it's not enough you yeah. know or whatever and it's like records is like we'll have to handle this after all you know he's got the hand of it yeah so <laughs> exactly and no i fully agreed like that's the the kind of fun stuff that you know the as you say fish out of water mm. dynamic of it and, and just seeing them in their civvies sometimes <laughs> It was just enjoyable. Well, Brian, for you, uh, is there any like moments that stood out so far? 
I mean, this most recent episode, not to not to give away any details for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's a uh, a cameo from the OG trilogy <laughs> from from the original trilogy, which I, I was not expecting. I, as soon as those dots connected, I was like, oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, no, trust me. One, it was like, ah, <laughs> oh, and then ah, oh, and then it was it was it was the, the five stages of. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really just that moment of recognition where you, as soon as you realized who it was, it was like, oh, well. Yeah. And we're only saying this because like we don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Andrew hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, so. I haven't actually, at this time, I have not seen the fifth episode. It just weird scheduling conundrum for this week. Going to leave it at that. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't want to say anything else then. <laughs> yeah, but even to that end, uh, they also, like, the episodes are beginning a little bit shorter since the original, you know, first premiere. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know it's people... probably not hard to go shorter than the original. No, at that, that point. But like, because I, I mean, I think, well, the premiere episode was like 79, 80 minutes, something like that. And then it went down from there. And yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially like, three episodes long. Yeah. And then that, now it's like about a half hour, you know. Well, yeah. Each, and each yeah, I mean, they've still, I've been surprised at how long they still have been in a sense, mm. in that it's not, you know, it's like more than a half an hour long. Mm. I mean, even like Clone Wars season seven, which, you know, we not so long ago, like, had to break into three separate pieces. Arts. Um, you know, those were still just, you know, your kind of standard 22 minute runtime. So you could fit fit it in a half an hour TV window, exactly. like cable window with with commercials and everything. It's not too bad. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's still like gratifying to get that 30 plus minute experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do like the longer ones. And I think maybe it's just the fact that the way that the model they're using for Disney Plus is that they're releasing it every week. Yeah. You know? And to that end, like it makes it more like, oh, I'm excited now that the episode's coming out. I've, I've been looking all, you know, I've been, I've been looking forward to it coming out. And you kind of want, if you can give me more, give me more. So of course I'm gonna be like, you know, once the episode's over, I'm like I want some more, definitely. And considering, like, not to egg on you for not seeing episode five, but like this most recent episode left on a good little cliffhanger. So uh, I'll be excited to see where it goes from there. But uh, even to that, um, I also respect the fact that. Omega is really Amiga. 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 She's really come out of her shell and like is definitely one of my new favorite characters. Yes. Um, and it's one of those things where like I think a lot of like a lot of people were prepared to hate her. <laughs> and thankfully that's not <laughs> the case. Yeah, she's been she's made it classic too difficult. Star Wars fandom. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A new Wars character. Fandom. Hate them. <laughs> Get your torches ready. It's a woman? Oh, oh no. No. It's a woman clone. Oh no, D. Bradley Baker can't do a woman. Oh no, no, it's like, okay. <laughs> no, Omega rules. Omega rules. I, I I really appreciate her doing her thing. Um, is there a favorite member of the Bad Batch for anybody, and why? Ooh. Who's your favorite, Duncan? Would you say? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I'll say Wrecker. I that's- like. Record just because I'm a, I, I am a brutalist guy, you know what I mean? They, brute force. Yeah, you know? I, I love records back and forth with tech. Yes, and also with Omega. Yes, there is so, a great moment that, where that's great. They're crash landing, and Omega and him are sitting in a in a crash seat, and he's just going, "We're gonna we're die. die! We're gonna, we're gonna die. die!" Looks right over at Omega. We're gonna be goes, fine. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, like very great humor. Yes. What about what about you, Andrew? So this might, yeah, this might be like reductive of me, you know, given like my person or like my, you know, biographical information, but (laughs) I would say Hunter, just him learning to be a dad. Yeah, I can feel that. (laughs) Well, and he also, he's, he's not, he's not as reluctant as 
some other dads are in this universe. Yes. Especially like in the first season where like, or no, it was, it was the second episode where like Omega goes off and does something wrong. He's like, why would you do that? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I see why you would do that. Okay. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's not like holding anything against her really, yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah. He's just trying to learn as much as anybody. <laughs> exactly. And then that, at that point where it's like, well, it's too dangerous for you to go out there. You're a little kid. He's like, well, you're part of the crew now. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome. You know, <laughs> whatever. We're going to put you through the, to the trials. More or less. So yeah. it, it's pretty Come on, crazy. little sis. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, what what does anyone think of uh, Crosshair's uh, story so far? I think it's personally, I think it's kind of sad. <laughs> well, it is, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's exceeded what I think we talked about after reviewing the first episode, mm-hmm. where we were just afraid that he was just going to be this constant long distance threat. Yes, every so often there's going to be a shot go off by their heads. Yeah, crosshair. But, way. Yeah, but at least so far they're pacing it well that it's not they're not just constantly running him up against the rest of the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and 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 his story is much more nuanced than I probably thought it was going to yes. be. Well, I mean, uh, his episode The Shine was episode three. And that's where he got his new crew to work with. Mm-hmm. And that was a great episode because it was, I think it was called Replacements. And it was a good little like correlation of he yeah. was replaced in the Bad Batch. And then the Bad Batch for him was replaced by the new recruits. Yes. So it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's that double meaning, man. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Oof. It's like it rhymes, man. It's poetry, brother. It's, it's a tone poem. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I have a lot of time for... You know, obviously, I I think we've all talked about kind of enjoying that like inter trilogy mm. timeline. Love it. But like this is a part of that that we haven't seen before, where it's like truly like at the transition, yeah, from Republic to Empire to that end. Um, the new like the new antagonist officer, I can't think of his name. That he's in charge of Operation War Mantle. Yes, and he's establishing the uh, chain code system. Yes, that was cool. Like it's one of those things where you didn't, yeah, you some, wouldn't some cool backstory. Yeah, you wouldn't think it was interesting, but like after seeing like Solo and like how they have to go through the checkpoint and stuff like that, it's like oh yeah, that's right. Now it's like everyone needs a chain code, and even Mandalorian, like they needed to get the little code cylinder, the little thing in the pocket, like that. They're they're taking all these little like nuanced pieces and they're making it more real. This goes all the way back to like one of our first episodes we were talking about. Like you could have a glove fall on the floor and there would be some lore behind it. Like that's how detailed Star Wars goes. There's a whole novel written about it and stuff <laughs> like that. Yes. So I digress. I, I, uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. I know we talked about like something like 16 episodes or something like that. So I really hope it keeps going. Yeah. Um, I know we already said earlier that like Loki is going to be starting around the time this releases. So that's going to be on Wednesdays. And Bad Batch will still be on Fridays. Yes. So here's hoping we have a nice, succinct, good, satisfying ending. Don't have hockey to watch now, so... Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, you do. Ha- ha- well, it's yeah. just not the local. Well, tr- yeah, not, trust yeah. me. Yeah. If you're not a uh, Penguins fan. Yes. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of hockey. Don't get me wrong. Definitely <laughs> still watching Vegas. Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, if Flower's out there, isn't he? He sure is. Nice. All right. That's uh, That's been the pers- uh, Pittsburgh talk. <laughs> <laughs> It's been the Anat section. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Vice Admiral Rampart is the the person yes. you were trying to think of before. Yes. That's Mr. Chain Code. Yes. Mr. Chain Code himself. Yes. Mr. Chain Code came and took my through the generosity of the the new empire. Yes. <laughs> uh, Trade in your invalid money for all of our new money. It's funny money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's all good. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I very much, uh, I'm, I, again, it, it's a great moment in that history to see. And we're moving closer to seeing more and more familiar faces. Yes. Um, even this week, like the, the 
the baddies they came across were um, familiar from the Clone Wars series. I can't think of the species name, but there's a point where Anakin gets captured by them or whatever. It's a slave species. That's all I remember. I digress. Okay. Uh, I don't want. I, I'm not trying to ruin anything for you. That's all. <laughs> um, moving on. Um, do we want to talk about this a little bit? Like as a as a well, preview. Yes, as a preview, we can certainly get into this. Uh, we won't. Uh, we're not going to unpack it right now. Take the lead. This is yours. So let's yes. Do it. So this is something I've been wanting to bring in and, and kind of show off uh, f- for a while now, and, and I think finally we're at that point where it's just kind of like we're in a little bit of a lull, I guess, you know, <laughs> in between right. some like major stories. Major yeah, drops. exactly. Yeah, like we don't yeah. want to, like we don't want to overcover bad batch right now. And, you know, we're probably still a little bit away from seeing like a, a you know, a teaser released for any other upcoming shows. And or uh, is probably the next thing coming up. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It's either. Well, I, actually, I think it's going to be book of Boba, Boba Fett. Yeah. Excuse me. That's going to come out before Andor? Yeah. Okay. I think because Andor had to shut down production due to COVID. Ah, yeah. And But, I mean, they promised uh, Book oh. of Boba Fett, like, winter of 2021. 2021. So. Here's hoping. Yeah. So here's, <laughs> <laughs> here's hoping. Uh, but something that I came into possession of along the way because it was, like, a on a crazy clearance sale mm-hmm. uh, is the Paul Duncan Taskin Star Wars Archives, episodes four through six, 1977 to 1983. First of all, this book is massive. It is, it, I believe, the largest tome on Star Wars ever made. It, it's it's about the size of Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, if, um, oh, what the hell, if if an iPhone was the Tanta V4, yes. this is the Star Destroyer this following is, This is the Star Destroyer sure. following yep. It is that big. Yes. Now, even to that end... Um, we we it's very like, thick. Yes, yeah, so we it, Duncan and I like perused it a little bit before we started this, and like it is heavily detailed. Yes, um, you know, there's a lot of background imagery. There's a lot of artwork, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of just uh, personal tales of you know making the movie. Um, the one thing that kind of caught my eye, and this is where we're leading into, was the fact that you could find the very first draft. Yes, of the Star Wars. Yes, which is so cool. Yes, where everything is insane oh my god <laughs> and i mean that's and that's that's the fun of it like i i kind of wanted to go over the script and everything mm-hmm. but i think we're gonna we're gonna make this an episode <laughs> yeah we're just gonna like yeah, do, a gonna table do it yeah do a little dramatic table, table read. read yes i like it <laughs> i so like fun. it we're gonna change tax we're gonna become like a a creative podcast instead of just like a talking podcast hey i'm all for that <laughs> do improv yes we're gonna uh, need someone to do the uh wookie sounds well, you can do it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just do Peter laugh. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> that counts. Uh, but yeah, so th- this is a, a massive tome, and it's just w- another thing we're going to add into the the repertoire. You know, I, th- I think we should even at some point kind of just go through each film and some yeah. of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I'm done. Do something. Yeah, like I mean, that. it's just I, I know it's like maybe some somewhat difficult to translate, but you know, just being able to see some of the concept art for the different scenes and, uh, and like, it's like the whole thing is basically this ongoing interview with George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be just interesting to, to try to unpack some of that. Um, and even at that, there's also, you, you have a lot of original Ralph McQuarrie artwork, yes, which is, yes. I mean, almost all of the Star Wars nuance is based on now. Mm-hmm. And to that end, I know that a lot of McQuarrie's work ended up in 
not even just the the sequel trilogy, but like Mandalore itself. Yes. Uh, it's um, there are some images and like some it's like building designs, ship designs, creature designs that really just jumped off of what artwork there. So like Hoth, the 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 spider, right. the ice spider or whatever. Yeah, the like ice that. spider is the kind of. So it looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's incredible. In, in the second episode of the second season of Mando, um, you know, some of his uh, creature concepts end up in some of the animated shows, like uh, Zeb from yeah. Rebels. Is he was originally the original like Han Solo or well, the Chewie. Uh, Chewie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, conceptualization and and just the way they kind of redesigned the lightsabers for Clone Wars, Rebels, etc. It used to have a hose at the end or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they just kind of go with that more like rapier mm-hmm. looking, like the, the very kind of narrow, elegant very style thin. weapon. Yeah. Yes, and I feel that. I mean, and. It's it's fun like reading that first draft of the script and like just realizing how far off. Because first of all, there was no like everything that we know from Star Wars: the the Empire, the the rebels, like Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. No mention of it at all. Yes, none of that is in there. The closest thing we had, and I thought it was funny, is they mentioned uh, it was Dinogas. Yeah, which I was like, which I think are the Jedi, or or the Sith, or the Sith, but no. It's a it's a it's an eyeball monster. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the yeah. Dinoga is. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, in in concept, it's actually just and like literally, you know, to see the <laughs> the creature that they made into the Dinoga is oh like it's just a, a stick hand. with an eye. With an eye, like, and then oh, there was a water. yeah, and then there was a, a tentacle that they made to go along with it. Also played by Meg in the Family Guy parody, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Well, in like, and we've talked about this that they have. Um, they have uh, like the the graphic novel made of the original the Star Wars script, mm-hmm. so it's like made out of what the movie would have been. Yeah, and I'm that's it's on my like short list of like graphic novels to find one day because it's hard to find right mm-hmm. now. But um, that would be fun to go yeah. through and like grab at. I still haven't dive dove into. Is that right? I don't know. It doesn't. You haven't matter. driven into. Also not sure. right. Okay. Um. <laughs> you see that? Jump there. Yeah, I haven't looked at. Yes, I haven't okay. looked at. I have the, uh, like the original bound version of the original book version of the Star Wars trilogy. Holy crap! Yes. That... So I would love to read that as well. And Don't just... you, do you not have the uh, the Shakespeare version? I do not have the Shakespeare version. Okay, I know they were out there. I couldn't yeah. remember if that was like a big thing or not because they did it for all three movies. Yeah, I th- I and I feel like I've. The last place that I ever saw them to to make it a little local again was at Pittsburgh Comics yeah. in McMurray. I know yeah. they had all of them. They did, yeah. And well, and as I understand it, they only ever did the original trilogy. Uh, the it would get a little daunting after a fashion. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when we came across something like that in the, I think it was the original. From a certain point of view, there is a Palpatine story of him talking about Obi Wan, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's in the spirit of a Shakespearean like. <laughs> Writing, yeah, essentially. yeah, not and not Shakespearean, but uh, in the Empire, a certain point of view, they do Don Quixote. Yes, uh, yes, which is fun. So there you go. So, <laughs> well, all the same, uh, let's keep this yes figuratively on the table. Not really, well, because it's heavy. I mean, it's heavy. It, it is very large. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, looms we'll, large. We shall come back and we will do a table read. Maybe we'll get a couple of the people in here to do yes. it. That'd be fun with. Yes. Um, but that being said, um, I don't know if there's anything else we want to round up with today before we end it out. Uh, any other notable mentions or anything like that? I mean, that's about all I've got. You know, I got Brian, you got anything else you want to say? 
Negative. You uh, ready for a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Quiz! All right. Quiz time. So what do you got, Brian? This is, again, we're not doing the BuzzFeed because uh, we, we haven't been able to find any good ones recently. Because <laughs> there are none. There are none. Very good. <laughs> we burned through them. <laughs> not, not as many visual ones. Pick your game up, BuzzFeed. <laughs> so we're going back to Trivial Pursuit. Who's this character? <laughs> Who's that character? <laughs> Who's this guy? That was funny. It was funny, but it was like, it, yeah, it didn't make any sense at all to do that one. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to go best of seven again. Best of seven. I've pre-selected some of these questions nice. this time. So you should so go a little faster. Won't, uh, yeah, won't, hopefully won't a little be less as dead messy. Space. Yeah. Okay, so and again, we're just, we're hitting the Star Wars book. That's right. So say yes or no. Well, you're hitting your thing. You got it. Hit wherever you can hit. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. First question. What two things were the droids bringing to Jabba, according to C-3PO's translation? What two things were the droids bringing to Java? Andrew. Luke's message and themselves. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. A, a message and a gift. A gift? What <laughs> gift? That's, I was trying to remember what this phrase was. It's, oh, honorable Java. These two droids. What did he say? Sorry. Got <laughs> I, excited. Yes. No, good I, choice. It's good. Okay. Question number two. Uh, where was the one? Okay. <laughs> What did Luke Skywalker fail to reattach to C-3PO's torso during his stay at Obi-Wan's? Connor. Uh, your... Oh, the, uh, the his arm. His arm. Incorrect. Oh. Andrew. What did Luke Skywalker fail to reattach to C-3PO's torso during his stay at Obi-Wan's? The restraining bolt? Correct. Yeah. No, <laughs> Two what, nothing, Andrew. It makes so much sense there because he pull, it eventually it just pulls it off because that's the way he's able to get off the reservation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. I, I honestly was like, that's not, that's too simple. That's too, it is. But, too, but that's why simple. I didn't go for it at first. Yes. Because I was thinking like, well, it was, no, he took it off R2-D2. I was like, oh, no. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Who was the first Rebel character to pilot a speeder bike? Connor. Leia. Correct. Yes. Wait, okay. Leia! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 2-1, Andrew. Very nice. Next question. Who was the first character to fire a, a laser bolt at Luke in Cloud City? Connor. Bubba Fett. Ooh, it's a tie game. 2-2. Oh. <laughs> a Bubba Fett. There we go. Where? Okay. Who pulled R2-D2 away after he mistakenly plugged into a power socket? Pulled him away. Oh. Connor. Or Han Solo. Incorrect. <clears throat> Dang it. Uh, Leia. Incorrect. Oh. Correct answer was Chewbacca. Oh. Dang. All right. What was that? What would that have been in? I mean, I feel like that's still... I was thinking of... Of the, return. Yeah, from yeah. the bunker, right? Yeah. Shows, but I think he gets shot. Is that what, is that what happens and he gets short-circuited? I can't remember. I don't know. Either way, I, I digress. <laughs> we had to pay a dollar there. <laughs> a dollar to the uh, to the crowd. To the to, to the crowd. Okay. Who took out a scout walker pilot with a single well placed blaster shot? Oh, Han Connor. Solo. Incorrect. <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, oh. Come on, man. 
I'm going to say it's Wicket. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, my God. <laughs> $2 to the crowd. That Chief be, Chirpa. That would be Princess Leia. Uh, wow. No, she does have uncanny aim. No, for what it's worth. Because she's a Jedi. Whenever like, whenever the, the it all breaks off and like the, the, the Ewoks attack, there's a point where Han Solo... Like barrel rolls a guy over his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and like throws him to the ground. And then when he throws him to the ground and grabs his blaster, he like immediately looks straight up and shoots at the ATST. I thought that was him shooting the guard. Apparently not. Oh my god! I'm and sorry. then I, and then I just I was like, ah, oh, but doesn't one of the Ewoks do that too? And I still feel like that might, but but it might not be like a, a yeah. Walker pilot. There's, it might be a, like they're gliding and then they're throwing the rocks yeah. down or something like that. But yeah, who knows? God yeah. dang it! That's, <laughs> oh. Okay, Sorry. so I believe we're still we're still two 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 two. two. Yeah, we're arguing logistics here. Okay, <laughs> so what type of machines did Uncle Owen have installed on his farm, South Ridge? Andrew, moisture vaporators. Incorrect. Oh. Uh, mm, I I don't know binary uh, load lifters. Incorrect. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, I don't know. I give up. Connor. Okay, um, I'm going to make it official. Uh, I'm going to say power converters. Incorrect. Yeah. No. I know it's way off. Condensers. Condensers. Oh I work with condensers. That's why. I... Come on, man. Right. I sell them. I don't put them in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, where was Luke planning to go to have R2-D2's memory erased? What? Have his own. Uh... Anchorhead. Correct. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Three, right two, beginning. Andrew. Well uh, done. Okay. This is for the all the marbles now. I got to fight. Okay. I'll keep that as a backup. Okay. Well, you're facing elimination, Connor. I know. I know. All right. What language did Aunt Baru want her translator droid to speak? Connor. Bocce. Yes. Tied up. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. This is it. Okay. Now I can't remember which one I took from. The- okay. Here we go. How many X-Wing fighters were seen flying away from the exploding Death Star? The second one. The second Death Star. Oh. When it explodes, how many X-Wing fighters are seen flying away? One. Incorrect. Mm. Andrew. Three. Incorrect. Oh. God. The answer is two. <laughs> well, it's Wedge, I guess, and one more person. <laughs> yeah. But I, I legitimately, I was thinking to myself, the only one you see flying away is Wedge because he gets out of the Death Star. Yeah. All right. I should have should have done like closest to the pin without going over. And then I would have <laughs> said two, and then I would have been right. <laughs> All right. That's right. Uh, let's do um, okay. tiebreaker here. So one more sudden death. Who offered to donate circuits and gears to facilitate the repair of R2-D2? <laughs> C-3PO. Correct. Andrew. Golden uh, Tony. Golden Tony. Good job, Andrew. So Good the job. series is now, well, the game. Uh, no, <laughs> you won both know. times. No, you won the first one. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. You, won, you beat me 4-1. All right. Smoke. Oh, God. Me. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. It wasn't so, even a competition. Making it a series. <laughs> Just trying to be polite, I guess. I don't know. Good job, sir, I should say. Thank you. Uh, well that was, played. That was well played. I'm excited to come back next week and do it again. But to that end, um, did you guys enjoy what we had to talk about? Did you have any more news, anything we missed? 
Uh, with that being said, you can always hit us up on our, you can check us out at our Instagram page at Greedo Shot First Podcast, all one word, or check us out on our Twitter page at First Greedo. Uh, if you want to check out any past episodes, you can look us up on Spotify and or Apple Podcast. If you're there, please leave a rate and review. It really does help the show move forward and it gets the numbers going. Uh, we're, we're happy to bring this to you and it's just a, it's just one little thing. Uh, review really puts us up there. And then uh, on top of that, if you want to check out our website, you can go to reggieshousepodcast.com. And there you can see us plus uh, all of our past episodes as well as games in that. Uh, games in that. They have a lot of past episodes in there as well. And as well as if you want to have any questions, comments, concerns, quiz ideas, anything like that, you want to tell us we're doing a good job, just hit us up at our email at greedoshotfirstpod at gmail.com. That's all one word. greedoshotfirstpod at gmail.com. Dot com, all one word. And with all that being said, gang, I had a great time. Brian, did you have a good time? I had a uh, terrific time. Andrew, did you have a good time? It's a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was. Oh.